Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. I want to talk about burglaries today because there are certainly on the rise. Many local residents and many, I suppose, on Facebook groups are posting up online that there have been a wave of burglaries in their area and are warning others to keep their doors and windows locked and their alarms even on during the day if they can while they're there. And many of the break-ins are happening in broad daylight when the criminals assume people are out working. Now, I've heard horror stories of people coming home to their houses, being turned upside down by scumbag thieves. I've even heard a shocking story of somebody catching the criminals in their act in the home while they were there. And I know how it feels when your home is being violated. It happened to me a number of years ago. You might remember I was on the air at the time. And it's heartbreaking to walk into your house, your haven, the safe place, the place where you consider to be the safest place in the world, to see some scumbag has decided to target you, take things, and turn your house upside down. One of the hardest things to deal with is the feeling that you are no longer safe in your own home, and that's a horrible feeling for people. It's not so much the actual physical break-in, because that insurance companies usually cover the cost of that. The things that are missing, material objects, although some of them might have sentimental value. But in saying that, it's the feeling afterwards that some people are actually afraid to leave their homes again. You know, and back in May, a series of lengthy judgments handed down by the Court of Appeal rulings on five cases involving burglary and robbery were delivered. And it had been anticipated that 10 cases would be dealt with. But half had to be adjourned for one reason or another. All the cases involved appeals against sentences. And the three appeal judges used that occasion to set down for the first time guidelines to the appropriate punishments for such crimes. Because burglary is a serious crime. Up until now, the circuit court judges have had little or no guidance on how to treat a burglary and a robbery offence, which make, I suppose, the bread and the bread and butter work of the jurisdiction. Um, this has led to, on occasion, to what were sometimes perceived as inadequate punishments uh, for offences involving families and elderly victims, particularly in rural areas of the country. And we all saw there was a spate of burglaries around rural Ireland over the last five or six years in particular, with elderly people still in their homes while they were being robbed. In issuing judgments on the various appeals, the three-judge court set out a range of sentencing bans. In the case of burglary, the lowest range should attract a sentence of between zero to three years, it said. Cases in the middle range warrant uh, between three and nine years, while the most serious cases, obviously where there would be assault or people tied up or whatever happened to be, would attract a term of between uh, nine and 14 years. In the case of aggravated burglary, where a weapon would be used, for example, and robbery, theft involving violence or threat of violence, the mid-range is six to ten years and the high range 11 to 15 years. A sentence of life is reserved only for the very worst cases. And we saw some of those cases in relation to the tiger kidnappings, for example. I suppose it's some, some kind of guideline or kind of idea of what we're talking about there. All of these pre-mitigating guidelines, meaning that uh, there are only a, they're only a starting point, really, and will be reduced to reflect mitigating factors, such as a guilty plea or a personal circumstance, or he came from a bad neighbourhood, Your Honour, or he was targeted by gangs, Your Honour, and he needed the money, Your Honour, and all these kind of things are all mitigating factors, which essentially reduce the sentence, in some cases down to a suspended sentence, depending on the severity of the case. At the same time as issuing guidelines, the court also significantly increased the prison terms for several offenders who had been sentenced in lower courts. While this is a good step in the right direction for sentencing, the problem many people 
who are broken into face is actually apprehending the criminal. But I want to talk about that today. I want to hear your stories. And in my case, when my house was broken into, you know, the, the police came, did the usual fingerprints, um, didn't find anything, I don't think. They said, yeah, yeah, we're going to investigate that. We'll be back to you. I never heard another thing. Not ever got a response. Nothing, not even, you know, a detective calling me in the house and saying, listen, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, we, we looked into that. We think it might be a gang locally, but we can't prove it. Blah, blah, blah. Nothing. I heard nothing again. And that is the case with most people. The police will do the uh, due diligence and they will come out and they will do what they're supposed to do, ask a couple of questions, take a couple of fingerprints if, if they don't always do that. And you will never hear from them again. Because very rarely do we solve the crime, even though we know who's responsible most of the time for these burglaries. The same gangs in, this, in different areas. They target different areas at a time. And they don't realize the damage they're doing to people. They don't realize the aftermath, particularly if it's elderly people, and the effect it can have on them. I know one elderly person who was broken into, going back about a year ago. She, she hasn't left the house since. She's a widow. And she hasn't left the house since. She's actually afraid to leave her own home in case it happens again because all of her worldly possessions are in the home. Even though she has an alarm, everything, she's still afraid to leave. You call the guards when your house is broken into. How long are you going to be waiting? Sorry, we only have two cars. One is out at the moment on traffic and one is doing something else. Maybe which as soon as we can. Now, I'm not saying the guards are bad people. They're obviously struggling with resources as well. But what, they'll arrive, you know, somebody says here, text 48 hours later. It's no use to you. You want, you want to feel like somebody is doing something right away. But unfortunately, that doesn't happen. I want to know what you think. Do you think burglary is treated seriously enough in this country? Yes, you believe it is, and there's not a lot really the guards can do about it. Or no, you believe we could be doing a lot more to discourage these scumbags from breaking into people's houses. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. What do you think we could be doing more? Morris, could we be doing more? I think so, yeah. I think a lot of people, like you said, they don't report a crime. Do you know why? So what's the point in waiting around on the guards to come? They won't be here till next, tomorrow or the next day. So they get in touch with the... Uh, they have to get a log for insurance claims. I know that. Yeah, you have to report right? it you for have insurance. To get a log, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Like, I, like yourself, many years ago, I was broken into. And, and the worst feeling in the world is arriving up to your hall door and the chain is on from the inside. You know you've been hit then. Mm. And I had my wife and young child with me. The thing that horrified me about the individual that was in my home, he was out of prison on Christmas release. And by the time they got him, he had hit 14 houses in the area. So he never learned his lesson. So I think anybody like him, you know, would we be going too far like the Middle East? Take his finger off, take his hand off. Take I don't his see. I, 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 I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I, I remember looking at this for another reason. We were talking about the death penalty yeah. years ago. And I remember looking at the evidence in relation to, you know, in countries where they would chop your hands off uh, or, yeah. you know, they chop a right hand off for, for theft. They'll chop your other hand off for something else, your foot off yeah. or something else. But the, the evidence suggests that it doesn't make any difference. That well, it, it, it doesn't yeah. reduce crime rates. You know what I mean? Like, well, just like in, in states in America murder. where you have the death penalty, uh, yeah. they still have high rates of murder. So it doesn't actually reduce the crime. Well, I've seen stuff on YouTube like you've probably seen. You know, these home raids where they raid people's homes with guns and people defending themselves and shooting robbers dead on the doorstep. That's how bad it is in America. Are we going to head down that road where people are invading your home, home invasions? 
tying us all up and shooting us, leaving no witnesses. Well, I mean, that, that has... I mean, we've we've seen one or two cases of that in Tipperary there, going back two years ago, we saw a case Yeah, that, I remember that. Yeah, a, a shocking story, you know, where a family were tied up. But I mean, yeah. there, and there's been many elderly people who have been beaten up in their own homes by burglaries. So we, we are seeing that type of stuff. Now, not to the extent that you would see in America, obviously, you know, but yeah. we are seeing it. But what we're seeing a lot lately is burglars in broad daylight while people are in their houses breaking yeah. in. What they've done in, uh, in a couple of states that I know of, because I'm out on the road driving for a living, they reverse a stolen car up to the door. They knock on the door, and if there's no answer, the door is kicked in and the house is stripped. This is what they're at now. So when people come home and they see their house, and the thing that annoys me about the whole lot of it, all the jewellery that my wife's mother bought her, and everything that my mother had passed and everything that was left, I did. he even went through my presses in the kitchen, this fucker, and he took a broken chain out of a bag that my mother left me that I was going to be repaired. And it was the old red gold and a, ro- a red gold ring. I'll never forget it with a red ruby in it. And all I found out later was he went to court and uh, George, he was feeding these uh, drug habits. And we'd like to... And he gave a sob story. Yeah, there was no violence used in the robberies. Now, he violated my home. My wife, we moved out of that house 18 months later. My wife never was happy in that house again, on her own or with her child. And we moved out of that home. So, and I ne- I'd never live in a house again without an alarm or a base. No, I, I would advise everybody. And by the way, CCTV has become very cheap nowadays. It's not as expensive yeah. as it used to be. You, you'll, you'll get your house, you know, four cameras, two in the front and two in the back for 500 quid. Um, when I say cheap, yeah. you know, but comparison to what you would have had to pay years ago for it, right? It's a good system, right? So yeah. instead, I advise everybody. Years ago, there was this kind of thing that if you put cameras on your house, the burglar thought, oh, he must be hiding something, so we'll rob it. But not any, yeah, not anymore. Exactly. A lot of people have cameras on their house now. Yeah. And I think it's imperative that people get CCTV. And one of the things I've noticed, Niall, is what they're doing is, and one of my neighbours was hit there about a year and a half ago, a concrete block through his patio door out the back. Mm. Right, and then, do you know what happened? There was going around, I don't know whether your program covered it or not, I think it might have. They heard about, the gangsters heard about a certain alarm company that was set up, and they could get into the house, and if they got the, the, the box off the wall within 30 seconds, it just registered as a false alarm. Did you hear about that? No, no, no. No. Yeah, and, and here's something alarm. else to remind people, when you are getting an alarm fitted by a professional fitter, yeah. right, make sure you always go for a reputable fitter, right, because there's some dubious people out there, right? But when you are getting your alarm fitted, there is no reason why the alarm fitter needs to know your PIN number. And I remember the guy who fitted my alarm, he said to me, right, he put in his engineer code, blah, 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 and he says, right, do me a favour, put in your PIN number there, and he turned his back. So exactly. he doesn't need to know your PIN number. So these yeah. alarm companies will tell you, all right, what's your PIN number there? And, I, and they write it down. You, they don't need to know because that's the worst thing that could happen yeah. because then your alarm is useless. Somebody else knows your PIN number. And the gangs found out, Niall, that uh, there was a certain alarm company offering special deals, right? And they found out through inside information, if you hit that place and get the alarm off the wall within, within the 30 seconds that normally people have. So I only have my house down at seven seconds, right? This is seven you know, seconds like, before a text Oh, no, 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 to get in before the alarm goes off. Oh, right, okay, Most okay. people leave it for over 30 seconds, and they can get it off the wall in your house, and it's, it just registers as a blip. Old well, I, I think there. the most important thing for people is most modern alarms now, uh, they will text you, um, or yeah. if you have an iPhone, it'll send you a message or whatever it is when your alarm goes off. Or uh, do you know the, the doorbell that records somebody ring uh, at your doorbell? Mm-hmm. You know that one? Have you seen that one? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Your, your phone will get a message, and somebody will come on and say, hello, I have a package here for you. And you say, okay, leave the package at the door. My son will be out in a minute to get it. Or 
if it's a, a guy pretending to be delivering something and he's actually a robber, you're actually recording them on your doorbell. Can't Absolutely, and, and people should get them too if you can get them. Anything that helps secure, they're called Ubell, is the name of them. It's U B E L L. You can buy them on Amazon or everything. They're reasonably priced, they're about 30 quid. Okay, well, stay, stay there for a second, Morris. Let me go to Adam. Adam, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Adam? Hey, and you know, I was things. Good. I just wanted, I just wanted to share a story there. Uh, I'm up in Sandy for day, you know. Um, me, me mother, me neighbour up the road there. He's, he's ninety odd, you know. He, he has no family. God help him. He's on his own, you know. But me mother does a bit for him, you know, and the neighbours as well, you yeah. know, just a bit of cleaning and helping him with his shopping and anyway. Anyway, basically, Noel, his house was robbed. He was taken. He went up to the garage up in Sandy for day. I was just only around about five ten minutes up the road. His house was ransacked. Absolutely ransacked. He came back. Now you can understand why like, anybody would be nervous, but a man at that age, particularly when they're that man, age, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my mother, he called me mother. My mother went up. She rang the guards. No joke, Noel. Two days later, they rocked up. Right. Two days later. Two days. Yeah. The next day, it was twenty-four hours from the day. Sorry, sorry. It was twenty-four hours from the from when she rang. They came up, and and. It, my it kind of seems pointless, doesn't it? You know, you yeah, kind of yeah, feel like saying, "Why'd you, you know bother?" Said, you know what he said to me, ma'am? He, he said he he. My ma'am said he was berating her for contaminating a crime scene. And my ma'am said, "What did you want? What do you want me to do? Leave a ninety-year-old man out in the garden before you come up and start dusting place down for prints?" Anyway, yeah, I had the same issue when my house was broken into. They said they'd send a guy over what? to take fingerprints, yeah, exactly. and it took—I think it was nearly two days—and we weren't allowed to touch the stuff until he Where got there. Let- and he's the bed, so like the bedroom was torn upside down, you know what I mean? The place was torn, yeah, and so he and he didn't want to go back in. He ended up losing the house because it was a council house, so the, the social services got on and moved him on. His nerves were shot, right? My mother was going down nearly once a week down to, down to the station to find out what was going on. And after a month, they basically said to me, Mother, look, it's not your house, piss off, annoying us. Basically, that's what she said to me. They just said, that's it's awful. not your concern, you're nothing. Now, I'm not blaming the guards. There's good guards out there that are doing their best. But I have to say, Noel, you know... So the point you're making is they don't take it seriously enough. They don't take it seriously, Noel. But you see, it, it goes to the way things are now. You're ringing the guards when a crime is committed. So you're already a victim. There's no community guard walking around. There's no one checking in on elderly people or knowing the elderly people. I mean, in yeah, in, uh, my, in my day, I don't know how old you are, Adam, but I... I'm, I'm 40, Noel. Okay. I'm, 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 so I'm old enough to remember, but yeah, I... Yeah, I remember you used to call... What, like, if, when I was living in Edenmore, right, if something happened, you'd call Kulak Garda Station, right? Because yeah. they, they were a Garda Station. And they'd radio a guard who'd be around on the Grove, or I lived on the gardens. He'd be, he'd be on the beat, and he'd run around the corner. So there was always somebody close by. There's always somebody. And, and, like, here's how ridiculous it is. I'm up in Sandyford, right? And I don't know if you know Sandyford at all, right? There's a Maxall garage, basically, and there's a, there's, a, there's a bridge that goes over the M50. If you're living on the Maxall side, and you ring the police, you're waiting for them to come up from Dundrum. But I'm living over the other side, and if I ring the police, because they stopped, they closed down step aside, I have to wait for somebody from Blackrock oh to come gosh. over to me. Now, that might sound like, uh, but Dundrum is only down the road. It's only literally down there. It's a 10, 15-minute walk, but I have to wait for somebody to come up from Blackrock. Because that's their now, area, yeah. Because that's their area. But, like, you know, I just don't understand why they, they seem to prioritise crime. You know, in my and, I, and I think, see, the, if the burglars see that the guards are not taking it seriously, sure, you know, know well, then they'll keep doing it. And as a guard said to me recently, the burglars know nowadays that most people who have alarms, it's connected to their phone, they get a text, or they have, you know, a phone watch or whatever it is that they, they call it nowadays, uh, you know, so they get the call or whatever, that they know they have about three minutes 
you know, minimum three minutes to ransack the place and take what they want. So as soon as they go yeah. in the door, yeah. the first thing they go up there, the old days of taking the television and the video recorder are gone. No, they they gone. don't bother with that shite anymore. Gone. They're, They're sh- looking pin numbers and gold. And Absolutely. And Straight up the stairs, open the drawers yeah. beside the bed and get whatever jewellery they can yeah. get or money yeah. they can get and straight back yeah. out the door. That's or all they do. tablet or whatever lying yeah. around. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, and, oh. and they know as well, they're not stupid criminals. They're, they know as well that they're going to go up and there'll be some bleeding heart liberal telling the judge that, oh, his dad was an alcoholic. He's that boo hoo hoo. He's on drugs, Your Honour. He's going to rehab now, Your Honour. I know plenty of people, Noel, whose fa- mothers and fathers were in that situation and they turned out to be normal members of society. They mm. didn't turn out to be uh, criminals or anything like that. And that's the problem. That's the problem when they don't see the guard walking around. They don't see the bus conductor on the bus. They don't see the park warden in the park anymore. The sense of authority is gone. They don't care anymore. And they'll rob you and beat you in your own home. And they know damn well that nothing is going to be done about it. And there is good guards out there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not tearing them all with the same brush. But I don't think they're doing enough. I don't think either. They're not spending their resort. They should No community guard... I have friends that are living around in, in Dublin and they're telling me some of their areas, like the guards won't even go in. They won't even go into the estates in some of them. Yeah, so well, I, we, we know that, that the same areas are literally no-go areas for that, for that reason. Uh, listen, thanks for that, Adam. Loads and loads of people are texting in. What a shocking, shocking story about that old man. Uh, loads of people texting in at 087 Mark, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Mark? Hi, you know, how things? Good, Mark. I mean, do you, do you believe it's? Are we taken seriously enough as citizens when our houses are broken into or we're violated in this way? Not at all. I'm after sending you a video there on WhatsApp. Helene is after looking at it there now, right? It shows a fella out talking in the morning, Fourth of July, ninety or twenty. Um, I was awoken, alerted by my doorbell, and next thing I'm looking at him trying to break into my car. I see a picture of him here now because I know the article was in the paper and obviously you don't want to talk about your name and everything else, but I know the article was in the paper at the time and I see a picture of the chap at your car here, yeah. Yeah, now the video actually shows him, it shows him attempting to open the car. Now what he did was, he went over, he looked in with his, his, his torch, seeing something in my car that he fancied, like a magpie, and then he, he tried to get into it. And he couldn't get in, so he went on to the next place. I rang the guard in real time while our man is outside the house trying this. Now, and yeah, and, and this is this is in your. I'm looking here. This is in your garden, by the way. It's not out on the road or anything like that. Yeah. No, it's in me drive. And yeah. I, so the guard, the guard says, "Listen, will you come down?" Like I says, "Guard, you're not listening to me." I says, "Your man is in me drive here, trying to rob me car." And he says, "Oh yeah, look, we haven't got anything in the area. Will you come down later on and make a statement?" I says, you, "Listen, he's outside the bleeding door." So, you're joking me. He asked you to go down later on and make a statement after the. In other words, after the fact. Four o'clock in the morning. It was probably a bit early for him or a bit late for him. Do you know what I mean? Well, anyway, um, so I got, I, got, I got into my clothes and I knew what, what direction he was going. And it was, it was happening in Lucan. And I, he was going by the Penny Hill book. I, says, he said, I drove around a little bit and I caught up on him. And I watched him going into a place called Huntington Glen and I watched him deal with the three other houses. And I said to myself, this is a scumbag. Now, it was like a movie. You know the way you're in a movie, you see them driving behind the suspect, and the, the suspect doesn't know they're behind him. This cop sure hadn't a clue why he was behind him with me lights off. <clears throat> me dash cam on my car, recording everything as well. But sure, I'm looking at one stage here, when he's breaking into your car, he has a bag on his shoulder, right? Obviously, to, to, for, for his stash or whatever he has there, he's putting into it. But he's looking straight at the camera. Yes, that's it. Now, I mean, it was a doorbell. You wouldn't know it was the camera. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm driving behind this fellow. I'm after watching him break into three other cars. Can't break the three other vehicles. I said, 
on, in Huntington. And I said, we were So anyway, these two started to drive up. One of them come over to me. One of them straight over to a man. If they had, if they had to come a minute later, he would have been gone through a car. Anyway, the guard says, I showed the guard a video. Lovely. He had this, um, on his shoulder, he had a laptop. And he said he was on his way to work. And next thing, the guy, I showed the guy the video. Anyway, he was a hunt. He went to court. The first time he was in court was to see had he got a lawyer or a solicitor. So uh, the judge says, oh, yeah, oh, you're unemployed. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll give you free legal aid. And I'm sitting there going, hang on a lead minute. He's 40 previous convictions. So next thing, the next day he was up in court to see how he pled. So uh, there was a judge again. The tour time, I turned up. The tour time, he didn't know who I was. Well, he seen my statement. He would have seen the video and the evidence against him. The second, sorry, the second time he played not guilty. The third time he played not, uh, uh, guilty, no contest because he was caught red-handed. Because he saw the video, yeah, and he heard about Absolutely. you. Yeah, yeah. So my, like, it was it was dominant. Do you know what I mean? So anyway, the judge he had forty previous convictions. Of course, the judge. And what were the previous? Did, did they mention what the previous convictions were? Assault. No, we found out later for burglary um, and stuff like that. I mean, like. He, he, he comes from a broken background. Like oh, yeah. Sob story. Yeah. The violin is out for him already, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's grand. He gets 40 previous convictions. He gets up. I get up in front of the judge and I says, listen. Because he, he says, well, he's not the pleading guilty. There's no need for you to get up. He says, I'm getting up. I want them to know. I want him to know what effect he's had on me and everyone else. I says, because I, I, I've got a young child and a missus there. And I said to myself, like, if you hear that going off now, you're up like a light because you don't know if they're trying to come into you. Yeah, yeah, of course, you're worried about the safety of your family, of course, yeah. <laughs> and, and, I mean, you're on edge after that. And, I mean, I, I wasn't violated in the way that some people were. Now, I put up to the judge and I explained all that. And then the judge, now, the judge said, that's grand. And then I said, and I watched him do it in the three other houses. It was never introduced as evidence because he... he um, because he pleaded guilty. Because he pleaded guilty, and the judge said, hang on, on an appeal, that can be taken into account. So I might have to introduce something that wasn't introduced before. 40 previous convictions. On appeal, he got off with it. His four months conviction, or sorry, his four months sentencing, he got off with that, and he ended up um, two years suspended sentence, and he's still walking around today. Four, four, Jesus. Now, I was so pissed off. I said, if he had just took that on the chin, went to jail, done a few weeks even... The fucking copper man, excuse me, language. I was delighted. I was says, right, that's it, at the end of it. No. So then I says, right, I'm ringing the sun about this arsehole. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, I named and shamed him because... Yeah, I see the article in the sun here, yeah. And they, they have a yeah. nice picture of him and his name and everything, yeah. Yeah, I'm more than sorry. I can mention his name because it's, it's been on record. Yeah, he was convicted. That is true. And he, he was named and shamed because... He wouldn't take it like a man and go to prison after 40 previous convictions. And he's still walking around there and he's probably still doing the same thing. Do you know what I mean? It's shocking. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a picture. His name is Richard Murren and he's from Clondalkin. And there's a picture of him here uh, in the paper. And uh, there's also the pictures of him outside your house breaking into your car and looking around and checking to see if anybody's around. He's got the laptop on his shoulder. Uh, it looks like it's about four or five in the morning. All right, it's kind of the, the the sun is starting to come up in the background somewhere there. Uh, and uh, he was pled, he pleaded guilty, but but he didn't go to jail. Yeah, now, and forty previous going. convictions. I find that incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the so well, the, well, then, I mean, how can we even think that we're taking this seriously? Now, I have to say, the guard, the guard that prosecuted him, you swear it was a murder case, the way she went after him like a dog, and it was pissed. Do you know what I mean? The, the, the guard was 
you couldn't I couldn't fault the guard. I couldn't even fault the judge. I thought four months that was that's a good sentence. But I mean we get point to point out to people as well, in two thousand two he was found guilty of assault. In two thousand sixteen he was nabbed for sta- for handling stolen goods. Yeah. Now I, my mate right why didn't you just why didn't you just give him a hiding like like you normally would? Do you know what I mean? Because I'm a big guy and I wouldn't like I'm a law boy and citizen and all that. But you know, back in the day, you would have just gave him a few slaps and that was it. I says no, I'm going to play this by the book. And lucky enough, because he, ha- he was done for having a screwdriver as well. I could have took that screwdriver into the head or somewhere. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, of course. If you, well, I would always advise people not to, not to be the hero either, Mark. You know what I mean? Because yeah, that could end up in tears. You know. Because you have to remember, these individuals, right, uh, you know, any individual that breaks into your home or your car is a scumbag, right? And they're willing to do anything to get away with it. So if you approach them, you know, they'll just, they'll hit you, they'll stab you, they'll do whatever they can to get away. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, I named the chain him, and that's what more people should do. Like, these these people are getting away with it because they, they know that there's no there's no repercussions. That fella's going to... He's brown and darker now, thinking uh, like, you know people are recognising and everything else. Because I would have loved to see him waking up that Sunday morning in, in the in the Sun newspaper and seeing his face all over, and everyone ringing him saying, "Oh, they are now." Do you know what I mean? That, mm. that, that would have killed him more than four months in prison. Yeah, oh, well, again, his name is Richard Moran from Clondalkin, and he was convicted at Blanchestown District Court of trespassing and possessing an article to be used in a burglary. Now, have I said that around the back of me? Another neighbour was broken into it. They ransacked the whole house. Two of them were arrested. I had them on my dash cam. Two of them were arrested. And they went after the, the, the witness. After the, they slashed the car. The day they were up in court, they slashed all the tyres of the car. Up in court at the end of the day. And that's the intimidation that these scumbags... And by the way, that's a very serious crime. Interfering with a witness in a, in a case is a very serious crime. So I don't know why they were in charge of that as well. But I, I think... No, I think the, the, the biggest problem, Mark, is, as you rightly said, in relation to the guards, and the, not only is the shocking part that this guy didn't get a decent sentence, right, but the shocking part is when you rang the guards, as it was happening, they, they said, come and make a statement later on. I just find that bizarre. Did you make I a complaint? Did you, did you complain to the guard ombudsman then while you were at it? Why didn't you? You should have. No, because I was like Columbo going after him. I swear to God. Yeah, but you should have complained. I mean, the guards should have never said that to you in the first place. They should have been, well, look, we'll get there as quick as we can. I'm sure there had to be a car somewhere in the area to get there. I mean, there was a crime, you know, actually happening. Out here, Lucan, in all fairness, there's, there's too many houses and there's too many people. And there's too much crime going on in general. Uh, I suppose you call it petty crime. That they have to prioritise as well. I understand where the guards are coming from. Did the, but did the guard seem somewhat sympathetic or was he apologetic for the fact that they couldn't send anybody out? No, well, I was a little bit overexcited because it was 4 o'clock in the morning and I'm just after waking up. I, I just said, here, listen, guard, your man is there. And he says, oh, yeah, look, uh, come down later on. And, and, <laughs> Sorry for laughing, but that's just, that's Keystone Cop material. There's only one way he could have gone towards the Penny Hill pub and that's the only way he went. So I said, well, I wasn't taking that line down. I literally, I was too excited and or too pumped up on adrenaline to get back into bed. You wanted to make sure you nailed this guy, which you did, by the way. One last thing. Yeah, well, look, it's, a, it's an amazing story, Mark, and it has so many problems in it. I mean, the problems are is that well, the main problem is we're not taking it seriously. The problems are the guards didn't take it seriously, and seemingly the law the, and the justice system didn't take it seriously either. But you did as a citizen and did the right thing. Well done to you, Mark, by the way. Brave man. 
Thank you very much. All right, thanks very much, Mark. Uh, Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. What a dreadful story. So Mark gets up, guy breaking into his car, follows the guy around the estate. He goes and breaks into three more houses, or should I say cars, uh, at houses. Uh, And the guards eventually come along when he finds a guard in a car, gets him into court. Your man gets free legal aid, pleads guilty eventually when he knows the evidence is against him, and doesn't go to jail. So what's the point? And we're supposed to be taking burglary seriously. We're really not taking it seriously. Keep texting the numbers 087 Somebody said the only answer is a nice big dog. Yeah, before you all start thinking about having a go at the guards per se, obviously the resources are a problem. Mind you, if a guard has an, an attitude like when you call him and there's a crime happening and he doesn't want to go and do anything about it and tells you to call up later with a statement, there's something very wrong with our policing system, isn't there? Somebody else says Mark should be a guard. He certainly should be. Uh, he was acting like a good old detective on that particular occasion. Thankfully, he got this uh, scumbag into court anyway. But in saying that, unfortunately, uh, he didn't go behind bars and he probably should have uh, because he had many previous convictions as well which all should be taken into consideration and he should serve some time behind bars doing the world a good maybe it would soften his uh, blow so to speak uh, I, I want to know do we take burglary seriously enough in this country considering how damaging it can be to people not just to the physical property and the material objects they steal but to the emotional damage they do when they violate your property Margaret you're in Classic Kids how are you doing Margaret? Not too bad in yourself. Good, Margaret. Do you believe we take it seriously? Not at all. Um, my house was broken into um, in early March this year, and they done literally nothing about it. When you say and they done nothing, so so were you out? Were you home at the time, or what was? It? Um, there was no one in the house. Was there. I live with my parents. Okay. And my mother was literally gone twenty minutes. She dropped my brother to work and went to the shop. She wasn't gone any more than twenty minutes. And when she came back, the house had been literally ransacked. Okay, so what did they do? They tur- pulled all the drawers out, threw all the clothes all over the floor, the usual stuff, looking for looking for valuables. Yeah, and po- they did something else as well, which was pure disgusting. They ripped the christening gown that all my brothers and sisters and myself had wore. Why would they do something like that? That my grandmother had made. And my mother was the most upset about that. I imagine, because it's of sentimental value to her. You know, everything else is yes. replaceable, yeah. And and did they did you call the guards? We did, yes. We rang the guards, and this is the funny thing about it. the guard chased him around the local town for about an hour before he came out. There was a big write up on the paper about it because they done a couple a good few houses. They didn't start in our area; they started in another area. So the guard knew they, who it was. They knew who yeah. they were. Yeah. And they they worked their way down along throughout the country, shall we say? Right. And they burgled houses as they went along. And there was a couple of houses in our area done and kind of all over the place. And they saw the suspicious car, shall we say, driving through the local town. And the guard chased him. But our local station only has one car. And he reached out to other stations around the area. And they all said they had no car. Jeepers. To assist him, shall we say. And the guard told us himself that he had to stop because they were going to kill someone. They were driving the wrong way around roundabouts and everything. Right, they so he would, yeah, he would put other people, someone. yeah, he could put other people's lives in danger, of course, yeah. And I understand why he would say that. But it, but it, it would have helped if he had had assistance up further to maybe set up a roadblock or a checkpoint to stop him or something like that. Yeah. But that didn't happen because they don't have the resources. Yes, and we'll say he came out and he told us that the... The technical team, shall we call them, was going to come out and see if there was any fingerprints or anything. 
your man, he came out, he put his briefcase on the table, and he walked in and he said, um, what was touch? And my mother said to pull clothes out and done everything like that. And he was like, oh, you won't get fingerprint off that and walk back out the door. So he never took any fingerprints? No. Despite the fact that all the doors had been touched and we'll say we kind of had the common sense not to touch any of the doors. Yeah, you didn't want to mess up the crime scene, so to speak. Yeah. yeah basically, yes. Um... So do you, do you think do you think it's a case of the, the guards and the technical team they've kind of basically thrown their towel into the ring and said sure there's no point. I don't want to knock the guards whatsoever. I, as the man said earlier on, I don't want to paint them all with the one brush. There's some amazing guards out there. Um, but the, yeah, but the pattern that I'm hearing today in the radio is is not so much that the guards don't care, but they just can't do anything about it because they don't have resources. That's, that's basically it. They don't have enough resources. Was it, if if that guard had had another car available to him, they probably would have been able to stop them. Yeah, yeah. And or if he had had assistance from another station up further who had yeah. a car, they could have helped. They could have set up a roadblock or whatever, or you know, a monitored him going to another town. Yeah. So I'm assuming they never got him. No, they didn't. No, no. no. And uh, and and how is your mom now? I mean, for like for I imagine for a few months afterwards, she was nervous in the house. Oh, she's still quite nervous. She doesn't like being in the house on her own, especially at night. We'll say there was only one night since that both my father and my brother were gone away for the night. We'll say, um, my brother was on holidays and my father was gone away at something, and she didn't sleep the entire night. It was just myself and her in the house. She did not sleep that night one wink. I know, it's a, it's an awful situation, but look, you know, pass on our regards to your mum and, and yourselves as well, of course, because I know it's like to have your house broken into, but in that situation, and it's a horrible feeling of violation and, and being not safe in your own home. Lots and lots of people texting in, by the way. Thanks for that. I want to go to Gerard and uh, who else have I got to go to as well? Uh, Lorenzo, straight after the break if I can. Some of the texts coming in now, you need to go down to the district court. Uh, this goes on all the time. You would be shocked uh, by what goes on there, says Derek in Dublin. Like, Derek, I wouldn't be shocked. Absolutely. Joey and Mary scumbag constantly getting away. Millions of previous convictions and they're, you know, constantly getting away with suspended sentences for no matter what they do because they've got a bad background, Your Honour. The guy who said he was threatened by a guard station. <laughs> if, it, if you were threatened by a member of Angarda Shea I would recommend that you go to the uh, Garda Complaints Commission about that. Uh, another person says, Niall, you need to go to this record. Have that. Yeah, I've heard of burglars taking a you-know-what on people's bed, a dump you, on people's bed and kitchen tables out of spite because they haven't been able to rob anything. I've heard of that too, by the way. And if that happens, those individuals are caught. Uh, their penis and their anus should be removed. Uh, let me go to Gerard. Gerard, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Gerard? Hey, how's it going? Uh, Gerard, you were robbed over a year ago. Uh, yeah, just over. Yeah. Yeah, and what, what? They broke into your house, was it? Yeah, they broke into the house. He rang Sasset downstairs, went upstairs. But, uh, the, the only thing he took was a, a laptop. Okay, yeah, because it's oh, easy to sell. It's valuable and easy to sell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we don't want them. We just ran the guards. They came out within an hour or something. Okay, that's good. Uh, they took fingerprints, uh, fingerprints, and they said we we'll be contacting there as soon as we can. So a few months went by and nothing. Right. Uh, so what we done was then the alarm system that we had was an old alarm system. It was wasn't really working. So we got the phone watch. Yeah. Uh, that in there, but we don't we don't use it because. Um, I have a, a, hus- uh, a husky right. that runs around the house now. Right, well, so, a dog is probably the best alarm system you can get. 
I think so, yeah. But the and only uh, problem is if you have a small dog, these individuals are likely to harm your dog. Yeah, yeah. Like, like this husky now, she, she can be vicious. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, she, uh, she bit me now. <laughs> right, okay. So she's likely to take the leg off a burglar. I think so, yeah. Oh, well, that good. I think that's probably the best thing to do. I want to go to Owen, too, before I get to the news. Owen, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Owen? I know it's going, boy. Uh, there you go. A dog is a good alarm system, according to Jared, and he probably it probably is. But Owen, you had a story about being robbed. Go ahead. Oh, we were plagued, Neil. We'd a shop in town for years, and they used to come in over a neighbouring premises into a yard and break down the door to get the cigarettes and phone cards and stuff. Like whatever whatever they could sell, yeah. Yeah, but we came in one morning and we changed the door of the shop to a steel door. Right. So they were actually trapped in the yard behind, you know? Right, okay. So when we opened the yard and we saw them, we quickly closed the door back and went into the shop. So they were they were trapped in the yard? They were trapped in the yard. They'd been there all night. <laughs> and, uh, Good enough for them. We opened it, had a pitchfork, and I had a pickaxe handle, and we went back out into the yard where the two of them were, and we wedged into them. And you know what, Now They ran up the back wall like the rats there, you know? Mm. Now, I don't, now, by the way, I don't condone people being violent or even though they probably deserve it, to be honest with you, I don't condone it. Or, you know, there's always a risk to it being a hero, Owen. You know, they could t- oh. if, they, if they got the pickaxe off you, you could be the victim, you know what I mean? Well, that could happen too. Like, yeah. But we were very lucky. We're but they scurried like rats out over the wall, did they? Oh, over the wall, but I recognised them. With a pitchfork up their ass. And I called up to their house. The right. following morning, we knocked in the door of the house at 7 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, they'd never be, they'd never be, they wouldn't be getting up and going to work kind of people. Uh, right, yeah. There's nothing in the house, man. Nothing. Nothing to take for everything. They'd robbed office over there. Mammy and Daddy were sitting down at the kitchen table. Drinking, drinking, smoking dope with the kids at 7 o'clock in the morning. Right. And what actually needs to happen here is there is too much delivers and too much money coddling. The prison system needs to get tough on these people and there need, people have to be done about it. Well, I mean, if we can get them into jail, that'd be a start, you know what I mean? Because I, I'm hearing too many stories of, of, of these burglars not going to jail. Oh, too much. Well, they, one of them got locked up afterwards, right? But we were suing them for the malicious damage to the shop. Right. Because they cost us a fortune. Which is, what's the point in suing them? They probably have no money. Yeah, yeah, look, you can get a lien against them, it's called. Of course, yeah, judgment so, against our property, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which they didn't have much, but we were getting money out of their dole and stuff like that. But me also, he was called up to Cork Prison and take their visits. Oh. <laughs> he so, out, so he'd use up their visits. They came out hoping their brothers be smuggling them in drugs or something like that, and the old would be there. He wanted his money. <laughs> but people have to have recourse to law. There has to be something done about this that you can put a lien on their dole money, or you can go after the criminal criminal assets bureau or some crowd can go after them. Like, 
Yeah, well, everybody's entitled to take a civil case. If somebody has damaged your property, you're entitled to take a civil case. How successful you will be if they don't have any property or they don't have any money of actually getting anything out of it and the cost of you then taking the case. I don't know how it'll work out. But the good thing about that, the one good thing about that old story, Owen, I'm sorry to hear you were broken into, went into so much trouble, is that I have this vision now of these two little rats, as you said, running up the wall with a pitchfork up their ass. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.